0: Family, hello friends. Welcome back to the Home to Self podcast. I am doing a solo episode again today, which I haven't done in a little while, and it's funny, every time I sit down to record a solo episode, I just like feel like nerves coming up. And so it's just a a reminder that even if you've been doing something for a year now, like I have with this podcast, every single time that I go to record another one, I feel those butterflies come up again. And I think It just brings up an interesting point of like the goal is not to be fearless or not ever be like nervous about anything again it's it's really just learning how to overcome that and work with it and still move forward with what it is you want to do despite those feelings right and kind of just allowing them to be there like yeah just owning the fact that like there are nerves and like that's exciting it means that i'm doing something that i care about and talking about something that means a lot to me which I definitely am in this episode, which is all about relationships. So I've been wanting to talk more about relationships and especially conscious relationships, which I would just define as a relationship where both people are, you know, on the path to becoming a better version of themselves, whatever that looks like, you know, really uh, doing the inner work and working on their health and all these different aspects of their lives with the intention of maturing and, you know, growing as an individual. And I think when two people come together with that intention individually and in the partnership, it creates a container that can be so transformative and so powerful for that healing and the transformation to happen at even a faster rate than it would alone. And Yeah, the reason why this topic is so powerful to me and so meaningful is because within my relationship with Austin, my husband... Um, you know, we've been dating for almost a decade, nine years now and married for five and we got married at a very young age, right out of college and have gone through so many phases of life, of life together and have changed so much within that. And I feel like it is that container, that relationship that has allowed me to, to grow and transform so much more than I have in any other area of my life. And that's why I want to share my story more and the things that I've learned and yeah, the tips and and tricks that have helped us in our relationship, which I would consider a very healthy, very safe relationship, which, you know, I, I feel very great. I'll go into my story a little bit more later, but I feel very grateful to have had very good relationships throughout most of my life for the most part. Like I don't feel like I had toxic relationships very often. Um, It's an area of my life that I just feel like came naturally to me. Um, But with that said, there's been so much growth and I've learned so much of how to actually relate with another human for it to be even better. Because I think that there's always room for improvement. And another reason why I love this topic so much is because relationships are part of the reason why we're here. I would, I would assert, like, I think that that is why we want it so bad. Why we all crave this deep connection with another human. And this doesn't necessarily have to mean like romantic relationship and it doesn't have to look the same way for everyone. But I think just relating to other humans and that deep connection is a huge reason why we're here it's what we all yearn for and to really be seen and loved and understood by another human being and yet it's an area that so many people struggle in and that makes sense because at the end of the day the way that i view relationships now is it's really just a a space to have another person reflect back to you your own stuff everything that goes on internally your belief systems you know the traumas or the the pains that you haven't worked through Um, just the things you've experienced throughout your life that you still doubt and fear and hold on to and like struggle with on the inside, all of that shit comes out within a container of a relationship sooner or later, usually a little bit later for people. I feel like the honeymoon phase is a time when it's like so exciting and everything's so new and you're still able to like bring forward this like perfect, not perfect, I don't like that word, but this like more polished version of yourself but then over time as like the honeymoon phase kind of starts to dissolve a little bit more it really starts to bring out you know the pieces of you that you've tried to hide for a long time and if we are not willing to look at that and bring that into the conversation and really open it so that our partners can help us move through that and ultimately so that we can transform it then it can start to make the make the relationship um I don't know, maybe not toxic right away, but it can bring up a lot of disagreements and just obstacles that are harder to work through. And so this is ultimately the the greatest space for self-development work, for that internal inner work that I love to talk about so much. I feel like You know, oftentimes I talk about health being a gateway into those deeper realms, but relationships is another one that's like probably even more potent for that to happen. And so, yeah, I'm just like, why have I not talked about this more? And um, let's start doing that, you know, like I've I've received the calling, so to speak, to, to talk about it more. And so. I'm excited to to share more about that and hopefully also bring Austin on to, to talk more about this topic. I think that would be really cool. So let me know if you find this interesting and if you would like Austin and I to jump on here together because your feedback is, you know, what helps me show up here more. And so um, I would love to hear your your thoughts on that, but let's dive into it. You know, like I said, relationships are mirrors, Really, the other person is reflecting back to us something about us that we get to, you know, heal or integrate. Or on the flip side, something about us that maybe we haven't fully accepted or fully, um, or that we, you know, blind spots that we may not see. And even on the on on a good side, it's like a lot of times relationships are the containers that like your partner sees the best in you, and that oftentimes you you know, it's you, but it's like you struggle to actually embody that more often because of these deeper layers that kind of get in the way. And so uh, there's just so much there to talk about, but I want to start with saying that obviously I'm not an expert in any of this. I am not a relationship coach or anything like that, but like I said throughout my own experience I feel like I've gathered so much wisdom and so much like just through my own personal struggles and my relationship with Austin I feel like I've learned so much that I really want to start to share more and open this conversation for us to talk about Um, but I really believe at this point in my life that life brings you together with people who are there to like magnify your beliefs and also trigger you in such a way that will allow you to evolve right to become a better version of yourself in simpler terms and there's a quote by peter crone that i always come back to whether it's about relationships or circumstances and it, ha- it says life will present you with people and circumstances to reveal where you're not free and i love this quote because ultimately it is it is it helps me understand like what is this all for like why why do hard things happen why do people come into our lives and some people leave and circumstances arise like it just it feels like there's a bigger reason for this and in my opinion this quote explains that which is you know we're here for a spiritual evolution to grow as a human being not just for our circumstantial comfort meaning not just to like get a better job and um a bigger house and travel more and a bigger car and like accumulate these things externally like that's all part of this game which is really fun and don't get me wrong I love that too but I think at the end of the day all of the things that happen to us and the people that come in and out of our lives are there to help us grow as an individual and so to a certain degree I think that we you know, subconsciously or unconsciously attract certain people into our lives for periods of times or maybe even for our whole lives that are meant to help us evolve, meant to help us learn lessons that we haven't fully integrated yet or bring back parts of us that maybe we have uh, pushed aside or, or started to hide throughout our, throughout our lives as a way to keep ourselves safe because of the things we've experienced. And when I look at my relationship with Austin, I can totally agree with that everything I just said because I feel like Austin is here to teach me at least for this piece of my life who knows I think it's forever but no one knows that but I I definitely know that he's here to teach me a lot and he is like my polar opposite reflection which you know so many times we say opposites attract and I really believe that in many ways Obviously, we have so many values and so many things in common, but at the end of the day, the things that he is really naturally good at and naturally embodies, I feel like I struggle with a little bit more, and vice versa. And so for him, you know, he is such a carefree, like just um, free spirited young soul, just always goes with the flow like is very excited about life just has like this like awe and like wonder about life and um has a lot of energy is so social and you know those are some of some of his qualities that i really admire and that i have learned to bring back out into the world because my at least my upbringing and more of who i used to be on more of the shadow side and probably also part of like, like what just comes naturally to me is more of like the structured and organized and like plan ahead. And um, yeah, like setting goals and maybe some more of the masculine qualities in that regard. And so I feel I always say this, I feel like Austin keeps me young. (laughs) Like, as cliche as it sounds, it really does feel that way. Like he just like seeing life through his eyes is one of the biggest blessings of my life. Because It's like there's just such a positive lens through which he sees life. And yeah, it's really just helped me to bring that out of of me and bring out my inner child and let myself play more and take things less seriously and just like be more social and just live more in the present moment, which are like so many of the qualities that I want, right? But at the same time, he triggers me in so many regards. And this is part of relationships that I think can be so hard for people it's like the person that knows you the best also triggers you the most and it's it's on purpose in my opinion because again life is here to teach you and so the people that are coming into our lives especially those that trigger us in ways um, perhaps there's something there that we get to look at within ourselves and that's really the point of, of all of this in my opinion is like can we instead of projecting our stuff and blaming the person the other person in the relationship for the way that we feel and you know the struggles that we have in the relationship instead of doing that can we like kind of turn around the camera and look at ourselves and be like, why is that triggering me so much? Why do I feel the need to blame someone else? Like, is there something in me that I am not okay with or that I haven't worked through yet that is coming up again? And if we are willing to look at relationships through that lens as like opportunities, it is so powerful. Like it can really reveal so much of our own stuff that when we choose to look at it and bring it to the relationship to to help us integrate it and like, you know, those shadow aspects of ourselves, if we're willing to really bring them back together and be like, you know what? I understand where this piece is coming from and it's okay. Like it's, I don't have to be ashamed of it anymore. And like, it, I'm in a safe container to bring that to the table and be looked at and realize that I'm loved regardless of my darkness and my shadows and my shit. It's like, then you can move past that so that you're not as easily triggered by the world around you. And that's really, when we talk about like freedom and how this work is like super liberating, it's not because like your circumstances are perfect. It's not that Austin doesn't, you know, do things that trigger me anymore. It's just that I can, I'm like less affected by it because I've done more work to come home to myself and ultimately in a relationship that is going to help me not be codependent and not project onto the other person which is ideal for the health of the relationship. Relationships are all about relating, right? And this is the this is the cool part. This is what kind of sums it all together is that we only really know ourselves in relation to others. Like if you think about it, if there was just you on the planet, you wouldn't be able to understand yourself the way that you do in relationship to others like it's like you know yourself because of of other people and because of what other people say and do and reflect back to you it's like that's how we learn about ourselves and so relationships are all about relating the problem is that most people are not in relationship with another person they're in a relationship with their view of another person that is again a quote that I learned from Peter Crone, which is so powerful because It helps us to put down our own perspective and continuously practice coming back into the present moment and understanding the other person's reality. Because then you are relating with the other person. It's like there's two people with their own crap that they bring and their own gifts that they bring and their own perspectives even if they're in the same events and circumstances, it's like you're bringing all of the things you've ever experienced and everything you've ever been taught into this present moment. And so it's like when another person is sharing an experience with you about how they see the world or why they got hurt or why something bothered them, instead of two egos going at it, which is oftentimes what happens in relationships, which is why they don't actually end up moving forward, is because... Again, it's just two people trying to to spit out their worldviews and their opinions onto the other person and be right about it. The ego always wants to be right. And so when you have two egos just going at it, it's like you're not trying to actually understand the other person's reality. All you're doing is trying to make them understand yours. But if both people are doing that, that's where the conflict arises because neither person is being understood fully in their reality. And it doesn't mean you have to agree with them. It doesn't mean you have to stay there. It doesn't mean you have to condemn it. But actually understanding it is always the first step to then actually creating some sort of change, right? And so that is a huge piece of it. It's like, can we use relationships to deepen our own selves and our own internal state of being and our own you know, integrate our own stuff so that the container can actually be an uplifting one and one that is like healing and safe to actually bring your stuff and work through it. So before I get into some of the pieces of like what I think makes a healthy relationship and like some of the core values and, um, key ingredients, if you will, that I have learned along the way, I want to give a little bit of backstory about my relationship with Austin that, um, yeah, some of you may not have heard about yet. I do also want to say that I have an episode kind of towards the beginning of my podcast with Austin, where we talk about our story and a little bit more about our relationship. That's a really fun episode if you if you don't know us yet and you want to learn more about that. But like I said, we've been dating for nine years and married for five. We met in college on Tinder <laughs> out of all places, which was a trip. It's, it's crazy to look back and and tell that story because I would have never, ever, ever guessed that we'd be here. And a lot of times, you know, I've been asked like, oh, like more about my relationship and how it came to be and how we, how we've gotten to this point and whatnot. And, you know, because people, people want that a lot of people, especially in the spiritual and like self self self-development communities are like looking for a partner that is also, interested in doing the work and interested in growing and whatever. And what I can say speaking totally honestly is that I didn't I didn't choose this. Like I didn't know we were going to go on this journey together. When in Austin, when Austin and I met, you know, we met on Tinder like I said, which was like the whole purpose of that was just to have fun. <laughs> we were both uh entering into our sophomore year of college and we were just being college students, doing what college kids do, and flirting and meeting new people and having fun with no real intention to like get married and go on this whole spiritual journey together. <laughs> that was not even on our radar at all. And, but life it does that. And then that's where the trust in life comes in too. Again, that quote, you know, people, uh, life will present you with people and circumstances to reveal where you're not free. Wherever you are in your life and whoever it is that you meet, I truly believe that it's it's like that for a reason. There are so many people on this planet and you could have met anyone and fallen in love with anyone, but instead you fell in love with this person at this time. And a big part of that is, in my opinion, just the way that it was meant to be for whatever period of time that person was in your life to teach you whatever it is you were there to learn and what happens is a lot of times we hang on to that we hang on to the the idea of what it could be and you know are we ever going to find someone else like that but that's where we prolong our suffering because we are afraid and in scarcity and not trusting that life will then present you with someone else if it's appropriate and if that is the plan for your life and so yeah, I just want to put that out there because I don't want to act like, oh, you know, I, I did this and this to attract my soulmate and like, whatever. Like that's not the reality of it. Like a lot of that was just completely out of my control and that's how I guess it was meant to unfold for me. And I'm really grateful for that. But I also believe at this point in my life with all of the work that I've done and everything that I've learned that there are ways to put yourself into a like a, a better chance to attract a partner into your life. And that's kind of the purpose of this too. It's like, even if you're not in a relationship, but it is something that you seek, like obviously this topic is super relevant to you as well, because like I said, it's really all about the inner work and coming home to ourselves first and embodying the characteristics that we wish to have in a partner whether that's already in a relationship that you want to improve and, and make healthier or whether you're looking to attract a partner that like is here to is here to grow and evolve with you. And so if we can again just focus on ourselves for the most part then the relationship aspect kind of falls like it follows suit naturally because it's a piece that comes along you know, as a reflection of the work that you're doing within. So yeah, we met on Tinder. We enjoyed our two years after that of like dating and we were going to different schools, but we would meet up every weekend and just go on these adventures together. And it was just a really fun time. I remember the, the first night that we met in person after we'd talked on the phone for like a month, um, I, I remember looking at him and being like, wow, I feel like I've known you my whole life. And he reflected that back to me and it was just this instant feeling of like safety. And that is a piece that I think is so, so important, especially if you are looking for a partnership where you do want to grow and you do want to be able to bring your stuff and like be your most authentic self and like do some healing for the sake of the, of the relationship too. I think that the most important quality or the most important factor there is is feeling safe. And that is not something you can just mentally do. It's it's really your your nervous system will know. And I think that that's the what I was experiencing in that moment was was just this like really like deep feeling and sense of safety even though I had just met this person. And what I've come to realize in hindsight and I just had a conversation about this on my last episode with Emma is that Austin was the first person in my life other than my family especially in an intimate relationship where I felt just so safe to be myself like I didn't even know what being yourself was like in terms of authenticity and like the inner work and the, like I didn't know any of this back then I was in college I was just doing my thing you know drinking a lot of alcohol and going to parties and whatever studying on the side <laughs> um But, like, looking back, I'm like, why did I feel so comfortable around him? It's because I just felt so accepted. No matter how weird I was, or no matter how much, how imperfect I was, I just, like, energetically around him felt so comfortable and safe to be exactly who I am. Like, I didn't feel like I was trying at all. And his reflection of me was part of that which I think I'm going to get into in a little bit, but it's it's like we just want to be seen as human beings, like truly seen for who we are and loved for that. And that's, again, what I was talking about in the last episode with authenticity. It's like this word that gets thrown around so much, but authenticity is just you being you. And the the best way I, that I can explain that is like when you are not trying to do anything and it's just just natural. It's like the most effortless way of being, that feels mo- most natural. So there's no thought involved. There's no like, oh, I should say this, or, oh, I'm like paying attention to his body language and trying to like respond in a way that like, like me. And like all of these different little unconscious behaviors that we adopt in order to fit in and be loved in the world. When all of your armor just feels like it can be put to sleep, if you will. And in this version of you that feels just so normal and so right and so easeful is able to come through like follow that feeling like hang out with people who where you feel that even if it's not a hundred percent like even if it's just a little bit more than other relationships like that is such a good tip to start to surround yourself with people who are helping you be more you and like help you feel accepted for who you really are those are the people that I'm like, spend more time with them and it will naturally and with ease help you become more authentic and yeah, just live a life that is actually in alignment for for what you're here to do and who you're here to be. And so Austin was that person for me and it, it makes so much sense now why I was so drawn to him and that relationship and it's like I would have I mean, I quite literally like would do and did just about anything I could to stay with him. And that's part of the reason why we got married so young is because I'm not American. And, you know, after we dated in college and graduated, it was like, okay, there was kind of a ticking time bomb. I was like, I either move back home and and leave, you know, this relationship that I really think is going to be a forever thing, or I yeah, I don't know that you can get into that whole story if you want in the previous episode that I talked about, um, with Austin, it's called meet my husband slash our story, but we ended up deciding to elope and we got married and we were super young and we didn't know what we were doing, but it was like the first time that we had made a decision that was like just for us. And it's because we followed that feeling. It was like, it made no logical sense, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing, we were afraid to tell everyone about it, because, you know, I had this vision of, like, I want a real wedding, and, like, we don't have the money for it yet, and, like, I don't, we don't have time to to prep for it, so, like, let's just keep it between us and our families, and then we'll have a real wedding in a couple years. That didn't end up happening, because we got to the point where we were, like, why are we hiding this? Like, that is a story I created out of fear, and, like, as if our love wasn't real, you know? And so we grew up and ended up just like telling the world about it, but I am interrupting this episode real quick to share with you guys a skincare company that I absolutely love. I am very particular about what I put on and in my body because I know that there are so many harmful ingredients out there that are unfortunately being used in a lot of our personal care and beauty products. So when I found Honeymoon Beauty, I was really excited about the intentionality that goes into creating these products and their understanding of the ingredients that come directly from nature that are so good for us and for the environment. We know that nourishment includes what you put in and on your body, and our ancestors were aware of the healing benefits of using tallow as skincare. Tallow contains naturally occurring vitamins and minerals that feed our skin the nourishment it craves. Honeymoo Beauty just launched a new collection of tallow-based serums that include regenerative animal fats and whole plant infusions. They offer non-toxic and low PUFAs, which stands for polyunsaturated fatty acids, skincare products with ingredients sourced directly from our earth. So if you haven't made the switch to holistic beauty products yet, this is absolutely your sign to do so. Check out Honeymoo Beauty using the link below, and I hope that you love it as much as I do. And now, back to the episode. Anyway, I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but after we graduated and eloped, we ended up moving in together um, and moving up to Chico, California and lived there for two years. And then um, also was going down the firefighter paramedic path and he decided to quit. That was not the career for him. And that was a pivotal moment in our relationship, too, because up until that point, you know, as he was working through fire and he'd spent like three or four years going down that path it was really affecting our relationship because, like, he was not expressing his emotions a lot. He wasn't very vulnerable with me. He wasn't, I don't know, I felt like he was more closed off and like just doing his thing. And I felt like it was disconnecting us more. I am a very emotional person, I'm a very sensitive person, and I just really. I I need that like vulnerability and that connection and that time to like really connect on a deeper level even if like we're so busy throughout the day I still need that in order for the relationship to feel safe enough and feel like it's you know I, I think we all do it's a very normal thing and so I remember communicating that to him at one point and just crying and feeling like I feel I don't know if this is gonna work because you're in a job where you have to literally shut off your emotions and like just be super in your masculine and like not, I don't know. It was, it was just a tough time in our lives. And so I remember going through that with him and, um, and, and that was one moment, one example where even before I knew about any of this and like this whole like self-development space or any of the inner work, whatever that I do now, it was just a moment of me choosing to be vulnerable with him and being like, listen, like this isn't your fault, but like, this is, where I'm at and this is what's not working for me and like I just I I don't feel connected to you and bless Austin and his beautiful soul because he has never been like oh well like he doesn't get defensive in those moments which is really nice because that really allows us to communicate very in a healthy way but yeah I just remember him being like I'm sorry and like I'm gonna try to be better at it but like how can we work through this and like what do you need from me and blah 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 Anyway, he ended up quitting that job, and from that moment on, it just like a whole new a whole new world opened like a whole new version of him opened where he was like just more available on an emotional level and he went through quite the healing journey on his own at that point to to really work through some of his child stuff that disconnected him from his emotions and made him think that you know like feeling your emotions is weak and whatnot i think. You know, it's very powerful to do your inner work. Again, I'm saying this like constantly, but like, what does that look like? It can look like so many different things, but whether that is working with a coach, or journaling, or meditating, or like, I don't know, just doing things where you start to question your own beliefs, your own view of reality and your own triggers and start to take ownership of that and start to take responsibility for that. Because if not, like I said earlier to relate, like a relationship, is just, if you, if you aren't willing to take responsibility for at least your side of things, then it just becomes two people like, blaming each other and projecting their shit onto the other person and vice versa and that's why it can get so heated and so intense because it's like two people that are so deeply identified with their belief systems will literally go so far to to validate their own beliefs and make the other person wrong and if you have two people that are constantly doing that you're not going to get anywhere You know, it's like, yeah, you can go blow off some steam and let it pass and like cool down and come together and say sorry. But if you never actually take the time to like assess like, okay, where did this come from? Why did this get so heated? You know, is because it's usually like we're bringing in more from our past in that moment. Like it's rarely because your partner didn't do the dishes and you exploded. Like it's not because of that one situation It feels like it is, but it's like obviously it's not if you explode in such a powerful way and you feel so emotional about that. Usually it's because of all these other emotions and circumstances that have validated our own stories about how we're not worthy and they don't love us and they don't respect us or whatever the stories are that resurface in that moment. And it's like the straw that broke the camel's back. And so it explodes out of us. And again, if we're not willing to look at like, where is my part in this? You know, where have I not healed? How is, how are the stories that I have believed about myself from childhood showing up in this moment that I can either look at and work through and like, you know, really integrate? Um, how is that showing up in this moment? Because if not, Again, we just blame them. It's their fault. And then they're like, what the fuck? It's not, it's not my fault. Like I, whatever their perspective is, you know, that's always going to be different. It's like no one is here to like be ill intentional or, I mean, I don't think that's at least for the most part. Like people, especially in a relationship, like people aren't really going out of the way to try to hurt you. It's like for the most part, it's just two people with opposite perspectives and opposite life experiences and stories in their minds that are showing up in a certain way and so it's like you have to be willing to look beyond the layers of this stuff and take responsibility and so nowadays if something like that happens i am so much better at communicating to austin like hey you know i i asked you to do the dishes and you didn't and it made me feel like you don't listen to me or you're not respecting me or whatever whatever the 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 story is that I'm telling myself. And with that, you know, and, and notice the piece there is that I'm saying it made me feel. So it's like I am taking responsibility for the fact that the feelings are mine. It's not him that made me feel that way. It's just this, the the stories that I'm telling myself about that are triggering me in this way. And just by flipping that, it completely... Like it brings down your walls in a way where the other person doesn't feel attacked, because you're not saying you did this and it's your fault and you made me feel like this. It's like whoa, obviously ever anyone's gonna get triggered in that situation. But if I'm like, this happened because you did this. It you know I felt this way, and you taking responsibility for that allows the other person to be like, I'm sorry that that happened. it wasn't my intention and here is my perspective here's how i view the situation here's why i did this and it just allows for actual relating again it's like you're trying to you're trying to explain your perspective of life without making it seem like it's their fault that you feel this way and that's really important because again even if it's in um romantic relationships or friendships or whatever it is it's any relationship with another human being it's it's that responsibility piece where you take ownership for your experience of life that will make all the difference and they don't have to you know we can't control how they respond to any of it but i promise you if you start living your life with that self-responsibility piece at the forefront it just will start to change the dynamic naturally and I do want to mention at this point that I'm not saying that you should take shit from another person or if someone's disrespecting you to just tolerate it there's a difference between taking responsibility and you know allowing someone to walk all over you that's those are very different you can set boundaries and still be responsible you know you can tell someone that you don't agree with this and you're not going to tolerate that and still take responsibility for your piece of it. Like those do coexist and that is a powerful way to live. So just remember, um, that love includes you, whatever it is you're doing to be loving to another person, um, to try to save the relationship or whatever. Like, remember that love includes you. So if someone's disrespecting you, if someone is, is treating you poorly yeah, you can look at like, what did I do to attract this? Why am I still allowing this in my life? What are the stories about myself that I would have to believe in order to allow this behavior in my life to continue? That's your piece that you get to look at in order to not continue to attract those kinds of situations. But that doesn't mean you have to stay in the relationship because it's just your fault. That's not what that means. It's like you can take responsibility for your peace for your own sake, for your own health, for your own evolution And at the same time, move away from that person or let go of that relationship if you need to, you know, do that. And like that dynamic is just, it allows for a much more empowered way of moving through relationships and attracting people that are at that level too. Because we're going to continue to attract relationships again that are here to help us grow. So if we grow, we're now attracting a higher relationship or, um, yeah more evolved relationship to us because we're at that next level it's almost like a video game where you graduate to the next level and then you attract people and circumstances wherever you're at in that moment in that video game to then get you to the next one right and so the obstacles are different they're different for based on where you're at and where your emotional maturity is at and like the work that you've done and yada yada okay so going back to my relationship with austin so he went down a journey of healing as well as I did and it was individual but we were in the safety of the container so it's like we were able to be transparent about what we were going through and um you know our our healing journey like yours is going to look so different and so unique to you and trust that that is a process that happens naturally once you set the intention that you want to heal that you want to grow um, and I assume that if you're listening to this podcast then you're already on that journey yourself but that's just a little side note here that I want to mention um, is that your journey is meant to be yours and like what ours looked like was ours for a reason I didn't again look at like all the options and be like that well that's the healing journey we want to go on it's like it just happens naturally based on again like life choosing for you in a way um and and so ours looked like taking psychedelics together we took mushrooms together um in a very intentional way um i think it was in 2019 and we went to a yurt together, which we love to do to just connect and disconnect from the world, turn our phones off, you know, and just spend a night or two together kind of out in nature and um, and just enjoy each other's presence. And so that's where we did it for the first time together. And, and it, it was after doing a lot of research about them and, you know, learning a lot about the healing benefits of psychedelic mushrooms. And so that kind of ignited a path for us that was... Yeah, just different. It was it was meant to kind of bring down our egoic walls and and all the illusions of like what life was and allowed us to like see life through new eyes, which is the only way that I can explain that. Again, it's not the route for everyone. Um, but that's, that's what helped us like actually come back to the love that we felt when we were, when we were young, before we were like, you know, trying to be adults and make money and kind of got lost in the survival patterns of like, what are we here to do with the world? And like, oh my gosh, we need to like actually pay rent and be adults now. It's like, I feel like when you're young and in love and like, don't have as much responsibility, it's a lot easier to connect on that, like soul to soul level but then once you've been living with someone and the relationship, you know, has has been around for a longer time and maybe the honeymoon phase is is less intense as it used to be and you have more responsibility and more like daily jobs and whatnot, it's like the that like deep soul to soul connection can kind of be I don't know, it can it can be diminished a little bit. And so you start to see each other through like this lens of just egoic perception of like I'm only seeing you for the pieces of you that I don't like and yeah I feel like it's a constant breaking down of those walls and remembering like what it is you truly love about the other person and not just through like a mental plane but especially through like an experiential plane of like you know we love to go out and do something that breaks our routine something where we're not just doing the same things that we always do which evoke the same feelings and the same thoughts about each other but put it going out like traveling or going to some sort of event or festival or or connecting at a airbnb or whatever it is where we get to be ourselves because we don't have our environment and our structure and our routine to to keep us in the same thought loops if that makes sense And, um, and that's a continuous process, you know, it's like the more that we are in our routine every single day, doing our own thing, trying to survive, trying to build our businesses, trying to do all these things like that we do as human beings. It's like that deep soul to soul connection and the things that really matter kind of get obscured by all of these other layers. And so that's where it's like, relationships do take work in the sense that like, you have to put in the time and the effort to continuously connect on a deeper level, whatever that means for you, you know, and every couple will have their own way of doing that. But for us, it is, yeah, it's breaking that routine and choosing to connect with each other and be present with each other as much as we can, even throughout the day when there's little pockets of time, but especially like going out and completely like for a weekend, staying at an Airbnb or whatever it is. And so, when we did that for the first time and obviously mushrooms help as well (laughs) to break down those barriers and really like see the other person and understand their experience and relate to them. Like I've been talking about, but like on a much deeper level, it like reignites that love and you're like, Oh my gosh, I, I can see through all of the bullshit and I see you again. And I see all the qualities that I fell in love with and I see you for who you truly are. And and likewise, I am able to bring that to to that container as well. And so, it just it reignited the fire for us, and it reminded us that like this is this is the feeling that we are after, and this is the connection that we want to keep alive in our relationship. And so, how do we start to do that? Um, all right, where do I go from here? So, so yeah, the last. Four five years or four years or whatever it's been since that have just been a lot of ups and downs, but ultimately all, all growth. You know, it's like, I always view whether it's a self-development journey or like relationships or whatever. It's like a lot of times it's like these waves that go up and down. So there's like highs and lows naturally. But when you zoom out, it feels like those little waves are still moving diagonally up upwards. And so you're still learning and growing and evolving, even if it feels like there's highs and lows. But what I want to get into now, like I said, is like the key pieces for a healthy relationship as I've seen, um, through my experience. And I've mentioned a couple of these already as we've kind of been talking here, but or we by we, I mean, I, I guess I feel like I'm talking to someone, but <laughs> I guess I'm just talking to my computer. But yeah, the first piece here, which we've all heard before, but it really is the most important piece is communication, clear communication. And this can, in my opinion, only happen when you are willing to see another perspective, when you are willing to open your mind to the reality that someone else may have perceived the situation differently than you which requires you to be a bigger person and realize that like your beliefs as as true as they may feel to you are still only your beliefs and that's okay because you aren't your thoughts anyway and so it's not like someone questioning your beliefs or telling you that they viewed it differently makes you wrong or makes you bad or whatever it's just it's just two people explaining their realities that's all relationships is and the more that we can understand someone else's reality and and truly express ours in a way that's not attacking the other person the more you're going to relate and connect at a deeper level that is literally where the connection happens and so with communication one thing i can tell you is i used to be super passive aggressive and sometimes i still am and it's one thing that i continue to work through but the more that i understand myself and again this is where the self development the inner work comes to play it's like okay if i if i notice that one of my characteristics that i don't like as much one of my coping mechanisms is uh, is being passive aggressive instead of projecting that onto my partner in a moment when i feel that passive aggressiveness come on because of something you know they did or didn't do or whatever instead of being like, oh my god, it's their fault that I feel this way and that I feel the need to be passive-aggressive, like that's one approach that a lot of people could take and that I probably used to. Instead, now I can, well, maybe in that moment, you know, you do what you do and like we're not perfect and like this is a practice and it gets better and better. But like in that moment, if the emotions are heightened and your nervous system's all like in fight or flight, you might be a little passive-aggressive and like whatever, still have those old patterns come up. But I think that the gap between when that happens and the awareness of like oh I'm noticing what's happening and I don't want to be that person anymore and I get to choose that gap starts to get smaller and smaller. So I used to just be like I said super passive aggressive and I would just expect Austin to know why I was angry and I would make like you know, all the things that come along with being passive aggressive, like be a little bit louder with my movements and make like, like sigh and like, just like project things. And just, instead of just telling him that I'm upset, I would want him to notice it. (laughs) And it would carry on like sometimes for like hours at a time, because one thing about Austin is like, he's just like, (laughs) how do I say this? He's just in his own little world. Like we all are, but like He's not sitting there, like, analyzing my behavior and being, like, super apologetic and being like, oh, are you mad at me? Like, that. those are not his characteristics, which, like, I'm really grateful of. I, on the other hand, do have some of that that I still get to work through. But it's, yeah, it's like I can actually now communicate my needs a little bit more, which has taken some work. It's like, it takes, it takes... N- first of all, awareness, like noticing where it is that you still have these patterns that show up in relationships and in other places. So like passive aggressiveness for me, noticing where that comes from. So like trying to understand your own patterns so that you're not just judging them, because if you just judge them and critique them and like are upset that they're there, it's only going to make it worse, right? Understanding that there's a part of you, a, usually like a, some sort of inner child part of you that's doesn't feel safe enough and doesn't feel loved in that moment and feels scared to some degree and that's why I'm being passive aggressive in that moment like understanding that I would never yell at a child because they were upset and didn't know how to communicate their needs obviously and so it's like viewing a part of you as a, as a child in that moment and just trying to understand with curiosity where is this coming from why do I why am I so afraid to speak my feelings and my needs in this moment The more we get to do that, the more that it's like, oh, okay, that that part of us arises again. And instead of fighting it and resisting it or pretending it's not there, we can actually like, work with ourselves and like bring ourselves a sense of safety remind ourselves that it's not the same situation as you experienced in childhood it's safe i can bring this to my to my partner Um, i can use breath work to calm my nervous system down i can go for a walk before i respond like there's so many like tools but really it's just bringing yourself back to a place of neutrality and then communicating that to your partner in a way that's not projecting again clear communication so the communication here would be like hey babe, like I am, you know, I'm upset. Like this this, this is a situation that comes up quite a bit for us still is um, because he's, he gets energized by being in public spaces and with people in like social settings. And I am often drained from those situations and then need like days to recover. And so he's always doing more than I am in so, like socially, you know, like he's, he goes, he's down to go to every event and every party and every gathering like just there's really no like stopping him and I don't want to stop him anyway but it's like sometimes there's a part of me that doesn't want to miss out that feels deep FOMO which is a huge lesson that I am here to work through um but I will feel left out and sad and like just upset that he is gonna go have fun and I am not even though it's my choice mostly and that's my shit again it's not his fault like he gets to go out and live his life like i'm not here to stop him just because i you know don't have the energy for it or i don't want to go or i can't go like that is my thing to work through and so instead of being like (laughs) sometimes instead of truly communicating that to him i will get passive aggressive about it for a little bit but like i said the gap between when i notice that i'm being that way um or when it happens and when I notice that I'm being that way is so much smaller. And so within, even in the moments that I'm saying it, I'm already noticing like, oh my God, here's this part of me again. But sometimes I'll like, let it go for a little bit longer because I'm only human. But usually a couple minutes later, I will come back to him and I will be like, I'm sorry. So one thing that, one tool that I want to share with you that I would use, for example, in this situation is, and that we've mentioned before too, is the Ho'oponopono um, Hawaiian prayer or practice and it's super simple but it is so effective and it's basically it's you just say i'm sorry i love you please forgive me thank you so you just repeat those phrases once or twice or however many times you need to your partner and then they say it back to you and what's beautiful about it is that you're both taking responsibility, you're both taking ownership, but you don't have to get into the why or what was my fault and what was your fault and what happened and like you can you can literally completely let go of the situation and just say those four phrases back to each other and what we've noticed is that it just diminishes the emotional charge that's there because i think what's happening here is like both per- both people are willing to like let go of whatever bullshit was behind them that usually is like So minute, anyway, come to the present moment, see each other, acknowledge each other, say, I'm sorry on both ends, doesn't matter for what, just say, I'm sorry, please forgive me, I love you, thank you. And it just like lets go of that like charge and that hold and that need to be right in the moment. And you like are back in that moment where you just see each other for being human and doing the best you can and realizing that like. I just, I love you and that's it. That's all that matters at the end of the day is like that we love each other. Like if you boil it all down, it's like the only reason I'm hurt and sad and like pissed off and angry is because I love you and you love me and I just want to feel loved and I don't feel loved in this moment. That's it. It's, It's really not that hard. But what's hard is resisting it. What's hard is the ego wanting to be right and feeling like it needs to, it needs to uphold this identity and these beliefs that don't serve us. Like what's crazy to me is that humans will fight for their own limitations because the ego just wants to be right. When in reality, the freedom and the love and the vulnerability and the connection that we seek often lives right on the other side of that. Like if you're just willing to let your walls down in a place where you feel safe and that's very important like don't just like do this with people who like don't make you feel safe because you can literally re-traumatize yourself but if you are in a partnership where you genuinely feel safe then if it's not life-threatening it's just ego-threatening again a quote by Peter Crone and it's just powerful because it makes you laugh at the fact that like damn I'm literally fighting with my partner just because I want to be right about usually something that's limiting me that's not even like helping me and serving me and so bring in some humor bring in some like lightness and and laugh about it like we usually say a ho to each other and then we hug it out and we just laugh about the fact that like wow that just happened and it was like so it was just <laughs> it was silly you know like we're silly as humans but it's but it's we all just want to be loved, really. We want to be heard, seen, understood, loved for who we are. And when we don't feel like that, then we get all triggered and throw tantrums and it's okay, it's part of it. But like, again, don't make your partner wrong for it and you will see how far that gets you. So the other key piece of a healthy relationship that I wrote down was self-responsibility slash ownership, which I've been talking about a lot, so I don't need to go into that one again. Um, and then the next one is deep listening skills, which also ties into communication. You know, it's like, again, that quote that's, that I read earlier is like most people aren't in a relationship with another person. They're in a relationship with their view of the other person. And so the key to a healthy relationship is truly understanding what listening means, which is most people are listening. Like when you're in a conversation with another person, try to, try to become aware if you are actually listening deeply listening to what they're saying or if you were just thinking about what you should say next how to respond to that because that's a very um human thing to do but the more that we can practice actually just listening and letting go of our own need to be seen in a certain light the more that we again are understanding the other person's view of reality And that's all that they're asking for. That's, that's what deep connection is. It's like putting yourself out of the picture while the other person is explaining something to you. And instead of trying to sound intelligent or sound, you know, put together or, or whatever it is, whatever the coping mechanism is for you, it's like, can we just be take ourselves out of the picture for a moment and truly listen without thinking about something else without trying to perceive what they're going to say without wondering what you look like in that moment or what your body posture is saying or how they're perceiving you or what you have to do next or literally like thousands of things you could be thinking and worrying about in that moment can you just be with the other person's experience and try to see life through their eyes in that moment that is deep deep listening And that is making another person feel so seen, heard, loved, and understood for where they're at, which makes us feel less alone. And that is such a practice that takes time because it requires us to put our own walls down, you know, but at the end of the day, a relationship is so much healthier when you have that skill and you can truly just be with someone else's experience and not try to like save them or fix them or control them which is a piece that I'm going to get into because I've definitely struggled with this. You know, I I because I I identify as an empath and like feel so deeply for others, my problem is usually wanting to fix it. Wanting to take their pain away from them or give them a solution or like what can I do? It's like that nurturing in me that's just like, no, I don't want you to be sad. Like don't don't be sad or whatever, but it's that's that's actually doing them a disservice. It's taking away from their experience because first of all, you're not meeting them where they're at, which is all they're doing when they're coming to you to vent or express or like be heard is like they just want you to understand what it feels like and how, yeah, where they're at in life right now. And so... If the first thing we can do is just meet them there without trying to change it even if they're hurting just like be like look I like truly understand how you're feeling and like that must be so hard for you and like you know I'm I'm I may not have the solutions for you but I'm just I'm here with you and like you're not alone in this. That is so much more powerful than feeling like you need to give them the perfect response and and save them from that experience. It's not our job. It really is not especially in relationships like it feels that way sometimes. Like we are here to, we are here to support each other, but we're not here to save each other. And it can be hard when you know a person so well and you've seen them like repeat patterns, and maybe you have over already overcome that, or that's something that comes naturally to you. It feels like it is your responsibility in that moment to kind of come in and save them and 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 help them change it. But like it's that behavior and that like hierarchy almost that just can often get really sticky because it's essentially what you're saying is like I know better than you and like you shouldn't be feeling this way and that is just no one no one has the um yeah, I don't think that's anyone's job really. It's like we're all on our own path for a reason and wherever we are is exactly where we're meant to be and like whatever lesson is whatever pattern is here is a lesson that we're meant to work through and learn from. And so it's like how can we support the person? And then if they ask for advice or if you offer advice if they're in a place where they're willing to receive it, then that's when you can step in with with advice or or a perspective shift or something like that. But just yeah, just treating that relationship as like another adult, you know, it's like, it's not a child that you need to control and you don't know better than them. Even if you think you do, you're giving them the power back to figure it out and that you're going to love them unconditionally, regardless of what they're going through. Like that is a true healthy relationship dynamic. Um, so there, there's that, like that deep listening skill really ties back into all of that. And let's just get into some of the pieces that I think are the most difficult for people in relationships and that I've definitely experienced myself. You know, all of this, it's like I've learned through my own experiences. And like I said, I'm still, we're not perfect. Like we still have moments where old patterns and behaviors come through, but it's like the way that we work through them now is so much healthier. Like I don't, I've never heard Austin raise his voice at me, and I don't think I ever have to him either because it just doesn't have to get to that point anymore. Like, we're able to catch it way early and and work through it so much quicker. So it just, like, like arguments don't last more than a couple minutes, you know? And so that is really nice because it's, like, triggers do come up still, but the way that we work through them is, like, so much healthier and safer and, yeah, just conducive to like the relationship and our personal growth. Um, and so another piece that I want to mention that I kind of just talked about is, is feeling like you need to control another person, especially your partner. Ooh, this is one that, yeah, I, you know, it, I used to have a lot of shame around this because oftentimes in childhood I was called bossy and like, um, yeah, that was just something that like would hit so close to home because like I hated that about myself, but I recognized that I was at times. And again, I used to fight it because I I hated that. So I would either deny it or get super defensive about it when like that came up in any form of relationship dynamic. Um, And over the years, as I've been willing to like look at myself and realize that these parts of me, especially this part of me that's, you know, controlling at times or trying to like yeah, control another person and what they do doesn't come from a part of me that's like mean or knows better or whatever. It's, it's a part of me that's scared really. And that feels uncomfortable. It's like, because you are doing this or showing up this way, I am uncomfortable and therefore I'm going to try to change it. And again, this is a perfect example of how this is our shit to work through. And it's, that's a beautiful thing because then you don't, you know, you can, this is the thing about relationships too, is like, until you work through your own stuff, you're going to keep attracting the same dynamics to you through different people. And you don't want that. Like you want a relationship that's healthier and healthier and healthier. And so it's up to us to, to, to heal these things so that we don't keep attracting situations because it's life life is trying to trigger you in many ways to kind of shake you awake so that you will do the work to change it and heal it and integrate it and you can either look at that as like oh I'm the victim and like look at all these people that have done this to me in my life and like why, why do I always like have a relationship with a person who does this and this and this like that's one way but that's victimhood mentality that literally doesn't get you anywhere you're just Continuing to re-experience the same dynamics in different relationships which sucks or again you take responsibility and you're like okay I'm willing to look at this and like I'm not going to come at it from like a place of judgment and blame and shame but I'm just going to be like where is this coming from and like why is this like this why do I believe that I need to control another another person's experience for me to feel comfortable and that's a hard that's a hard question to ask yourself and be honest about but I just realized that, yeah, there was a part of me that felt like my circumstances and the people around me had to act in a specific way so that I wasn't triggered. And that's continuously where my efforts were at. You know, it's like, and especially with Austin, like, oh my God, he triggered the fuck out of me. And he still does sometimes because he does not care what other people think. And it's not that he doesn't care what they think. I think he's just not worried about it. It's a better reframe. And I love that. Like, I want that too. But I am not there yet, <laughs> not, at least not fully, I'm way further than I ever was, but for him that just comes naturally, and so whether that has to do with what he wears, or what he says, or like, I don't know, just how he he acts, it, it's like, it's just free, like he's not thinking about it, he's just being himself in the moment, and himself is very... <laughs> yeah, I don't know, like he'll he'll dress however he wants and he'll say what he wants. And like, even if it like triggers someone, like, you know, it's never ill-intended. Like he's always coming from an authentic place of like just speaking his truth. But like to me, because of my past and how I've been very hypervigilant and like trying to fit the vibe and trying to like not ruffle any feathers and trying to like, uh, you know, yeah, just be discreet and not, Um, not too weird or whatever it's it's triggered me a lot of times and so what I've noticed is in the past I used to try to like indirectly control the situation and be like uh like like trying to stop him from saying certain things or like um wear different clothes or act differently or whatever it is and now I've just I've worked through that a little bit more and it's like it still comes up at times But I'm able to catch myself and be like, where is this coming from? And how this is me. This is again a part of me that feels uncomfortable. And because of how people may be perceiving us, and how can I breathe and like chill out and remember that like this is all my stuff? And like I actually admire that very much in him. And so. It's just a constant practice, right? But that starts to diminish then. This need for control starts to diminish. And that is such a powerful thing because the more you try to control another person, the more that you are indirectly saying that you don't trust them to deal with life the way that they want to. And that the way that they're doing it is wrong. And that obviously is going to bring up some stuff and make the other person just feel like crap. And so letting go of control is just a continuous practice of remembering that the other person is a full-blown adult and they're on their own life's journey and like you are on yours and the more that you give them the freedom to be themselves and learn their lessons and like view life their way it's like the more attractive that is for the other person to like feel safe enough to be themselves because again that's all we really want and so that is a huge lesson that I've learned and that I think is really really powerful for relationships and the analogy that I use too for this like controlling energy that a lot of people have out of fear, like fearing that they're gonna, you know, do something different or like you're gonna lose them or whatever that conversation may be. It's, it's like holding on to a little fragile flower and just gripping it with all your might because you're scared to lose it. And then you're really just killing it. You're killing everything that you fell in love with. Because if you really fell in love with someone because of who they are at a soul level and you had that deep, deep connection and, and you still love them, then remembering that like you fell in love with those pieces for a reason, they are re-evoking something within you that may have been kind of pushed away. Then it's like, don't kill the flower. It's like it's so precious. And the more you hold on to it out of fear, the more that you are killing it and killing its like uniqueness and its gifts and its beauty. And so it's such it's relationships are such a practice of like trusting them to be them and do their thing. And you trusting yourself to do your thing and to be your own safe space so that The other person can come to you out of choice and not out of like, because you're keeping them on a tight leash. That is not love. That is control. That is fear. That is manipulation. And like, that is not what gives you the feelings of like, Oh my gosh, this person is choosing me. Even after 10 years, it's like, and even if, even if we're married, this is something that we've come back to time and time again is like giving someone the freedom to do their thing and still trusting that they're going to stay in the relationship and choose you and this goes down a whole nother rabbit hole that i will get into another time because this is already an hour long um but yeah just you know metaphorically and like energetically giving someone the space to do their thing and be themselves and have their own friends and go and experience their life even without you at times and trusting that like If it's meant to be it will be and the more that you remain centered and calm and like loving the more that they are going to be attracted to come back to you and the more controlling you are and the more tight you keep them on a leash and not let them live their life and like have other friends and experience things on their own and have their own ideas and whatever it is you know that can be expressed in so many different ways. But that, that makes a person want to rebel and want to leave even more. It's just that, that game that we play. And so, again, doing the work to feel safe enough to let your partner be their own individual person, that's where the gold is. That's where the gold is. And that's also where you will feel less codependent. And, and it won't be as hard for you when you are doing the work to come home to yourself and feel safe enough within your own experience and like you don't need your partner in order to feel x y and z they are just a nice addition that amplifies those feelings that you already cultivate on a daily basis within yourself okay i've mentioned most of the other ones so i'm just going to kind of state them and then move through them but the other pieces that i think people struggle with a lot are not communicating their needs and their their honest feelings because we want to act like we have our our stuff our shit together, right? And so sometimes it can feel really vulnerable to be like to be like there's a part of me that feels super insecure right now. Like mentioning that to your partner can be really hard because you know it's not who you really are. But that's again where this work comes in. It's like knowing that you are not whatever you're experiencing in the moment, it's just what you're experiencing in the moment, which is human and it's normal. And when you own what owns you, it diminishes, right? So if I'm like, babe, if I'm at a party and I feel like there's all these really pretty girls and I'm not feeling great about myself in that moment, I can either be like super uh, passive aggressive towards Austin or be like, can we leave? Or like, why are you looking at that girl? Or like, am I pretty? Or like, you know, whatever the strategy is there to help you feel better. Or I can be like, babe, I i'm feeling really insecure right now i i don't know i don't feel good about myself and i feel like all these girls are prettier than me right now and you know i just i just want you to know how i feel in this moment whatever so that you don't think i'm being um i don't know mean or jealous or whatever it is or even jealous yeah there might be a part of me that feels jealous like just mentioning it is like so helpful because then the person understands and like in that moment austin would probably grab me and hug me and be like babe you're beautiful and I love you and like yeah those girls are pretty too and that's okay but like it doesn't take away from your beauty and like I don't know he would probably say something like that because he's amazing but you know what I mean it's just like being honest about how you're feeling in that moment is so much more powerful even if you think it makes you look weak or less than or insecure it's like we all have those experiences at one point or another and it actually shows how your courage and your strength and you're willing to like take ownership when you're willing to like bring that forward into the into the safety of the relationship and and letting them come into your world which in that moment may be insecurity and jealousy and like that's okay, that's okay, you're only human and then yeah, not being willing to go there and be vulnerable was another one that I wrote down, you know, so many of us want depth, and we want that intimacy in, in in connection with another human being. And we think oftentimes the way that we have to show up in a relationship to be loved is to be this picture perfect version of yourself, and like be put together, and not have insecurities, and not have shadows and flaws. And it's the opposite that actually like that actually connects you deeper to another person. Um, there's another quote that says please don't ever become perfect. You'll have no one to relate to. And it's so true because it's like, we're all aiming to be perfect and show up perfect and put together and like worry about our hair and our outfit and like covering the pimple and like looking cute and saying all the right things and blah, blah, blah. But like name one human being on the planet that is perfect. I mean, that's a subjective term anyway, but it's like, we all have, Imperfections. We all have flaws and shadows and and pieces of us that are hurt and insecure and like it, it's that's part of being human. And so the moment that you're willing to express that, and especially in a relationship, it's like you're giving the other permi- the other person permission to be human too, and to share their vulnerabilities and their shadows with you. And then you can connect over that and be like, wow, like I feel so seen right now. And that is connection. That is. Yeah, that, that depth in a relationship that can just keep getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And it's so beautiful because then you feel so much more connected to the other person and so much more safe because you're building all this lived proof that no matter what you bring to the relationship and how ugly it can be at times, that person still loves you for you. And that can that person can hold space for all parts of you. And that is the beauty of a, of a safe container like this, a safe relationship. So don't be afraid to be vulnerable in a space that is safe, in a container, in a relationship or a friendship that that you know can handle it and that feels safe, you know, energetically and on your in your nervous system. Um, but be willing to take those first steps and and just show up vulnerably, and that will invite so much more depth into the relationship. Okay, the last piece that I'm going to talk about before I end this. Um, props to you if you're still here. <laughs> is is something that, that I come back to time and time again, which is that the masculine wants to feel free and the feminine wants to feel safe. And it's interesting because safety and freedom are kind of these two pieces that I've talked about over and over again. And obviously we both have masculine and feminine energies within us. It's not just the man and the female, it's, it's the energetics, right? And so there's a balance, but but overall, the masculine wants to feel free. And that comes down so much to trusting them. And obviously, trust is something you have to build over time. Like You don't just like give it freely. But at the same time, I do think the more self-trust you have, the more you can trust other people. Because so much of the lack of self-trust that we have in others comes from place of feeling like you're not okay if they do something. If they leave or if they... Uh, don't choose you or whatever, that you're not going to be okay. And so we hang on for dear life. But again, the more that you come home to yourself, the more that you build self-trust, the more that you are willing to trust others because what you're essentially saying is that I'm going to be okay no matter what. And I trust myself enough to trust you. And that's huge. So the more that we can give uh, our partner, if, if, if they are a male especially, that opportunity to feel free. And it doesn't mean you know that you have to be in a polyamorous relationship or anything like that it's it's just more the the expression of like let them be their own human let them have their own experiences let them feel freedom from you in the sense of like i am not telling you what you can or can't do i you know we have our boundaries that we respect and that we agree on but like you are your own human being and like you have that freedom to explore and create and become your own version of self and like that is i think the most attractive thing that we can give to especially our male partners and our male friendships and relationships um and that's hard because again that takes a lot of confidence and trust in yourself too and in life knowing that like (laughs) if that person is meant to fall in love with someone else like no matter how much you try to control that it's not going to work and if anything it's going to cause you more suffering because of the attachment that you feel and the feeling of like it shouldn't have been that way and I should have tried harder like at some point we have to continue to realize that we're playing a dance with life in my opinion and half of it is not in our control and who people fall in love with and who's meant to be in that person's life a lot of it's just not in our control and so Again, set those boundaries in your containers that you're both on the same page, but like trust life too to realize that life knows what it's doing more so than we do. And like, you're gonna be okay, but build that safety, build that home within you so that you genuinely feel like you're gonna be okay, even if it hurts like shit. And even if like you don't want it that way, there's still an underlying sense of like, but I'm gonna be okay. And if you have that and you can continue to work on that, like, it just makes relationships so much better in my opinion and then the women and the feminine that wants to be the wants to feel safe um yeah you know safety is such a piece big piece of the puzzle it's what i mentioned at the very beginning of like i felt safe with austin to be myself and if we can feel safe in a relationship and i again i feel like safety feels safe on a nervous system level i think that that's how i explain what safety is it's more of a feeling of like I am taking care of my especially on an emotional level like he can he can handle my emotions because a feminine being has a lot of emotions and they are all over the place sometimes and that's okay and and another person that can hold space for that without trying to tell you you're crazy or trying to control it or trying to diminish them in any ways like that makes you feel safe enough to open up and like kind of give yourself energetically to another person right really feel safe enough to like to to open up to be vulnerable Mm. to like (laughs) my dog is playing on the floor i don't know if you can hear him but yeah it's that it's that safety that we need as the female to really trust our partners and trust trust the container of the relationship for us to bring all of us our good our bad our ugly our all of it to the relationship because then you truly feel like you are loved for all of who you are which is real depth and connection and safety and all of the things we want so that's what I've got to say on relationships <laughs> that was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be um, apparently I have a lot to say about this and with that said, I want to share something with you guys that I am doing because I want to, like I said, dive deeper into this subject, and I'm so passionate about it, and I think that it's such a needed conversation because relationships are such a powerful container for growth and transformation, which is obviously what I am here to help help humanity awake and help them move through all these different pieces of our ourselves. And so, if we can look at use relationships to help us, Come home to ourselves, then I'm like, let's do that. Let's do that for sure. And so I want to open up some free relationship sessions for the next two weeks. So if you've made it this far, thank you for being here. And I'm inviting you first and foremost to book a session where we can just talk about whatever relationship dynamic you are in or wanting in your life and how we can start to help you to access these deeper realms of yourself and and heal these many layers that may be getting in the way of you having that or deepening the connection to the person that you're with right now. Um, And I'd love to hold space for you in that regard and, and share whatever it is that that i am called to share with you in those in those sessions and so like i said free sessions for the next 2 weeks um and i will include the link in the show notes below so you can go ahead and click that and let's just dive in this is something new for me but i yeah i just feel really called to open up a couple spots so that we can also just deepen this this conversation like let's let's hear what you have to say and just you know expand this this container which i'm really excited about so If you're interested in that if you have any questions feel free to dm me on instagram i'd love to talk about it more and i'm just really excited to offer these sessions and see see what comes of it so i love you guys so much thank you so much for being here